It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. We're going to be talking about the Reds rotation, how it's going to fill out my thoughts on that. Got a couple of guys we're going to look a little bit deeper into how their uh, resumes look for fitting into the Reds rotation in 2021. We're going to jump into that here in just a minute, but before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. A, uh, a question for you to ponder, for you to react to, whether it be on Twitter or on the Lockdown Reds line. I'm thinking about getting up a Lockdown Reds fantasy baseball league this year. I I have some thoughts as to how that's going to look and still kind of working through some of the details and things of that nature. But... I am looking to build a fantasy baseball league this year with you, the listener, and uh, we'll see what that looks like. We'll, we'll kind of play around with some ideas. I've done fantasy baseball for pretty much the last 20 years, so I'm looking forward to continuing that as a commissioner for a Locked On Reds league. So give me your reactions on Twitter or on the Locked On Reds line. Like I said, 513 513- Five four nine zero one five nine. So uh, let's look at this. The one of the big question marks heading into spring training here in hopefully about a month that the Reds will have is how do they fill out their rotation? There are three guys that we pretty much can lock into the rotation. Two of them are very obvious. Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray will be your one two in some fashion. Maybe Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. But we'll see how that plays out this season. The third one, who I believe is a mortal lock, is Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley has pitched very well over the last couple of seasons, and he is ready to take that next step. Now, part of that is going to be on him. How does he perform now, knowing that the job is his? Because going into each of the last two seasons, he hasn't really had a job 
in the rotation as of opening day, but injuries opened up opportunities for him. Now the job is his. The pressure's on him to perform to expectations. How does he handle those expectations? And that's really kind of the question as we look at Tyler Malley for the 2021 season, but I believe he is a lock for the rotation. A fourth guy and... I think that he is a lock based on his career track record. He didn't really give us a whole lot of uh, excitement, a whole lot of uh, reason for optimism in his personal performance last season. But Wade Miley, I believe, will get that fourth rotation spot. I'm going to stop at saying that he's a mortal lock. I don't think he's a mortal lock, but he definitely has the biggest leg up on every other contender for a rotation spot. So I think he slots in at the fourth spot. So then the fifth spot is up for grabs. And there are four names that I think are at the upper echelon of this competition. I think it's hard to say that there is an out and out favorite. There have been lots of people that have come out and said that they believe Michael Lorenzen has the job to lose. Uh, many people think that it's TJ Antone's job to lose. When you have split camps like that, that tells me nobody's job is to lose. It's everybody's job to win. There's a couple of dark horses I want to talk about in Jeff Hoffman and Jose De Leon. And then also the uh, ever-looming call-ups of Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green, as well as free agent options we'll get into on the next episode. But for today, I want to focus on the in-house guys. Firstly, obviously, the guy who started a couple of games last season and looked fantastic in doing that was Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen had two starts at the end of last season. You may remember them because they were during the time when everyone was actually paying attention to the Reds because the Reds were actually worth paying attention to, and he pitched very well. The first start saw him go five innings against the Pirates in which he only allowed four hits and one earned run with six strikeouts. He didn't walk a batter. And then he followed that up in his next outing five days later against the Chicago White Sox, a series that at that point the Reds literally could not lose a game. And he did pretty well. Four and two-thirds innings with three hits allowed, two earned runs on two walks and eight strikeouts in that one. So two starts total last season. They were his uh, there were two of his last three outings. His final outing of the season was a long relief effort in which he pitched three and a third innings. But overall those two starts, nine and two thirds innings with three earned runs allowed total, two walks, fourteen strikeouts. Not bad. Not bad for a guy that has mainly been a reliever over the last couple of seasons. He came up as a starter and, in fact, has maintained, even throughout his roaring success from the bullpen, has maintained his desire to be a starter. So he is ready to go. He's ready to compete for this role and looks to at least be in the tier. If I I could uh, put the candidates into tiers for the possibility of at least beginning the 2021 season as the fifth starter for the Reds, Michael Lorenzen is in Tier 1. Also joining him in Tier 1 was a complete breakout, a guy who came out of nowhere, at least for most Reds fans, in TJ Antone. TJ Antone had a phenomenal year, especially considering he wasn't even on most fans' radar coming into the season. Now, mind you, Kyle Bodie in an AMA on Reddit said that he was going to be the Reds' breakout star for 2020, and he wasn't wrong. Antone actually made four starts, you 
may remember some of them as spot starts like, oh, okay, so we're going to give this guy a shot. He actually pitched pretty decently as a starter in 16 and a third innings. He gave up 14 hits, 700 runs, and had a total of 18 strikeouts compared to 10 walks. Now, the argument could be made against Antone pitching as a starter because when you split him, and, and obviously these are a little bit fluky split statistics, but he was much better as a reliever. In 19 innings as a reliever, he gave up just six hits, only four earned runs, and had 27 strikeouts compared to six walks. Now, maybe it's a little bit of a philosophy, maybe a mindset for him coming out of the bullpen. He pitches harder, maybe goes after hitters a little bit more. And as a starter, maybe he tries to nibble at the strike zone. Maybe he tries to kind of come at hitters a little bit more passively. And maybe that's something that can be worked out during spring training. Maybe something that knowing he wants to go into the season as the fifth starter, he can change his mindset a little bit. But regardless of the situation, he's definitely a tier one candidate for the Reds. All right, coming up, I've got Jose De Leon and the newcomer Jeff Hoffman that I'm looking at as possibilities, tier twos. Maybe I don't even know if tier two, maybe dark horse candidates a little bit. We're going to break that down in just a minute. But before we do, speaking of breaking things down, if you're looking at the slate of sports right now, whether it be college basketball, the NBA, or upcoming NFL playoff games, and you think, you know what? I've got a really good idea as who's going to win that game. I got a great place for you to make a couple bucks off of that. Check out betonline.ag, the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Betonline.ag has a deal for you. If you enter the Locked On promo code, you'll get 50% more on your initial deposit. So if you put in 100 bucks, you're going to get 50 more just for typing in Locked On. See, Listening to the Locked on Reds podcast does come with some perks. Check out betonline.ag, and I'll even give you a free tip for the day. If you're looking at some NCAA basketball action on betonline.ag, I urge you to look at the Wofford Terriers. What? Yeah, the Terriers from Wofford. They are playing the Virginia Military Institute, VMI, and they are getting six points. I think that they're going to beat VMI by even more than that. So they're minus six. I urge you to take Wofford. They've got a pretty decent offense. They hold on to the ball for a long time. And VMI is terrible at defense. Take Wofford minus six tonight. And do it at betonline.ag. And when you set up your account, type in the promo code Locked On to get a 50% initial deposit bonus. Also, speaking of the internet, I got a great way for you to get your next car park. Head over to rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they're going to deliver them right to your door. You don't have to get out and go to the store and put on a mask and worry about the mandates and all that good stuff. They can be brought right to your front step, and then you can get to work on your car. If you're like me, I actually need a left turn signal on my car. I just went to rockauto.com, and in the checkout section, I typed in the how'd you hear about us area, locked on, to let them know that I sent myself. But whatever, whenever you're checking out at rockauto.com, type in locked on on the how'd you hear about us section to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need and amazingly low prices on those cars. There's going to be a little bit of a markup if you head down to the brick and mortar store at the corner 
Rock Auto doesn't do that. They send them directly to your door for the best price you can find. That's rockauto.com. They've got all the parts your car will ever need. And before we jump into looking at Jose De Leon and Jeff Hoffman's candidacy for the Reds' fifth rotation spot, I wanted to point out that our pal Sully Baseball has had a lot of great episodes here lately, especially one earlier this week where he got the chance to talk with Glenn Braggs about the 1990 World Series champion Cincinnati Reds. If you haven't listened to it, check out the Locked On MLB podcast. Sully has you covered from a league-wide angle looking at all the teams and what's been going on especially the whole nothingness that's been going on this offseason. He's got some thoughts on that as well. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, let's jump in here. Jeff Hoffman and Jose De Leon. I look at them as dark horses. Obviously, Jeff Hoffman was a newcomer, part of the let's get Robert Stevenson out of here trade. And they got back a guy that when you read the Rockies' perspective on that trade, they kind of thought the same thing. Jeff Hoffman was a get-me-out-of-here kind of guy. And when you look at his statistics, you see why. The numbers aren't great. His ERA has never been low enough for you to consider him any sort of valuable asset to your pitching staff. Meanwhile, his strikeout and walk ratio isn't that great either. So you're kind of wondering, what's going on with this guy? What's the deal? Why did the Reds go after Jeff Hoffman? That's where the whole idea of Spincinnati comes back into play and that enters the rotation discussion with Jeff Hoffman. He uh, spins his four-seam fastball and his curveball, according to Baseball Savant, at enormous rates. He spins them like a top on Inception, something like that. He just goes nuts with the spin. So maybe Derek Johnson, Eric Jagers, and Kyle Bodie can kind of take that and mold him into a better pitcher. He's a project guy. That's why I, I label him more of a dark horse because I don't necessarily know that the project can begin and get to the point where they are confident enough with him to put him into the rotation all through just this spring training. Now, maybe he gets a chance to start a few games later on in the year, but probably not right out of the gate. I think he would have to show some amazing progress if that were to be the case. Because if you look at his other statistics, like how often he gives up hits, or let's just combine it with walks and talk about his whip, his walks plus hits per innings pitch, it's always around two. And in case you're unfamiliar with the idea of whip, two is very bad. Two is two is not great at all. In fact, it makes you wonder if he needs some more work in the in the minors. But he's kind of gotten a little bit later on into his career. He's not exactly to the point where you look at him as a prospect anymore. He's got to be into his major league career. So that is where the project idea comes into play. We'll see exactly what Eric Jagers, Derek Johnson, Kyle Bodie, those guys, what they can do with Jeff Hoffman as a red. And looking at the other Dark Horse candidate, a guy who, uh, as Doug Gray pointed out in a recent article on RedsMinorLeagues.com, Kyle Bodie likes him a lot. In fact, Kyle Bodie, as we had talked about with TJ Antone, called him the breakout star for the Reds in 2020. Kyle Bodie gave that label to Jose De Leon for 2021. That's right. When asked who he thought the Reds' breakout pitching star was going to be, this coming season, Kyle Bodie said, Jose De Leon. Now, you may remember him for that crazy mustache he had into his first foray with the Reds and the Majors last season. 
because it was insane. If you if you don't know, Google Jose De Leon Reds probably comes up with a picture of that wild mustache. He looked like he was auditioning for a Captain Morgan commercial. I, I, I don't know. But when you look at his performance overall, he strikes out lots of people. He is a very good strikeout pitcher. He's also very bad at giving up walks. He gives up lots of them because he's always kind of had issues keeping the ball in the strike zone. And because of that, hitters are able to lay back and look for a pitch that they can hit, and so he gives up a lot of home runs as well, at least throughout his career major league statistics. And now he has not thrown a ton of innings to where we can look and say, wow, we know exactly what kind of pitcher Jose De Leon is, but there's also been some encouraging signs in the winter leagues for him. He pitched very well. I've mentioned it a couple of different times. He has a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of walks, not a lot of hits allowed in his winter league performances. So it's something that you can look at and say, well, maybe the Reds have something here. He was once a top prospect in the Dodgers organization. So it's not as if this guy is coming from nowhere. He is a known commodity, at least as far as when he was a prospect. So maybe the Reds, maybe Kyle Bodie, maybe Eric Jagers, maybe those guys can turn him into a rotation asset. Now, as with Jeff Hoffman, he's a project. So I'm not seeing him as a favorite to be a fifth rotation guy out of the gate. He could get some starts later on in the season, especially if he continues to show the prowess for getting hitters out like he did in the winter leagues as we get through spring and as we get through the first couple months of the season, we might see more starts from him, but at least out of the gate, I'm not expecting it. So with those four guys being said, there, there's also two prospects, and, and we know their names. They're always at the top, at least for these last two years, they've been at the top of the Reds farm system rankings as far as prospects go. It's Nicoladolo and Hunter Green. Now, Hunter Green, obviously coming off Tommy John surgery, he had pretty much a almost, if you want to call it that, free pass to continue his rehab last year since there was no minor league baseball. And reports were later on in the season at Prasco, he was there and he was pitching very well and his velocity was very high to the level where everybody was starting to get excited again as him being a top prospect possibly coming up here soon. However, I'd be shocked if that was at the beginning of 2021. Maybe we see him later on in the year, but that's not something I'd hang my hat on. I'm not going to enter the 2021 season with a bold prediction of saying Hunter Green will be in the major leagues this year. If at all, it's going to be later on, and if at all, it's going to be for a cup of coffee. That's how I look at it. I'm really looking at 2022 based on everything that everyone is saying as his target year. However, Nicoladolo could be up a little bit sooner. Maybe not right out of the gate, but maybe in June. He could be a rotation asset for them in the second half of the season because he's got the control. He's got the mechanical approach to pitching that leads you to believe he can be a solid major league pitcher, at least right now. He at least has the foundation with which to grow upon and be a pretty good major league pitcher. Based on what I've seen, based on what I've heard, Nicoladolo looks like he could be up this season. As far as a fifth rotation option out of the gate, probably not. Probably won't see him till at least June, but his name will be in the conversation as the year 
goes on. So with those being said, as far as in-house options, who's my favorite? Who am I, who am I looking at as the guy who I think is going to get that fifth rotation spot? Based on what I can see numbers-wise, based on performances I've seen from the guys, I'm giving it to Michael Lorenzen at least out of the gate. Now, it could be within the first month, maybe within the second month, that the Reds look at their fifth rotation spot and say, we've got a number of guys that can probably give us three elite innings. We we don't have that guy that we want to throw out there every fifth day and say, give us five, six, seven innings. But if you combine the likes of Lorenzen, Antone, Hoffman, and DeLeon, and whoever they bring up from the minors, and maybe whoever they sign from the free agent list, which we'll get into in just a moment, maybe they can put together a hodgepodge day, not necessarily a bullpen day where they use handfuls of guys, but where they got two or three guys that they lean on for the bulk of the game. That could be a possibility, and still even more a possibility, they could look at a guy from the bullpen as being an opener. Now, I I don't think that I'm super on board with that because we don't necessarily know the hierarchy of the Reds' bullpen for 2021, but that's an option. So those are the in-house guys. What's interesting is the free agent market is loaded with low-cost options who the Reds could plug and play as their fifth starter. There are a number of guys out there who I'm looking at. Now, you've got the Jake Odorizzi's, the guys who are making headlines. That's not even the guys that I'm looking at. In fact, there was a pitcher today who you may remember the Reds being at least linked to him in trade rumors a few years ago because he was a former Cleveland Indian. I'm talking about Corey Kluber. Ever since being traded from the Indians, he kind of had a rough go of it with the Rangers. Health-wise, He kind of hobbled his performance. I think that's the right word to say there. He wasn't the Corey Kluber that the Indians had come to know. Well, today, I'm recording this here on Wednesday, today he had a workout. And there were pretty much representatives from like every team in the major leagues, including the Reds, were there to witness this workout. And he is a great Bilo candidate. We're going to look at that on tomorrow's ep- on the next episode, at least, of the Locked On Reds podcast. Going to look at free agent targets, not just Corey Kluber, but there are a couple other guys that I think the Reds could buy low on, and they've got a high ceiling, but they've also kind of got a low floor as well. Not necessarily your bona fide, we're going to the playoffs if we sign this guy sort of pitcher, but somebody that the Reds could look at as a solid option for their fifth spot in the rotation if they're not necessarily sold on their in-house guys. That's coming up on the next podcast, but that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I will talk to you again very soon. Let's go, Reds. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.